For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Cowbell, but yeah, that's yeah. Charlie Watts, the late Charlie Watts, passed away today. Okay. Is there any truth to uh, Travis Barker being the new uh, drummer for the Rolling Stones? Not yet. I can see it though. He'll, he'll, he'll do anything with anybody. Oh yeah, I would see. I could see Dave Grohl doing it. Yeah. He was almost a drummer for the Heartbreakers, Tom Petty's band, instead of starting Foo Fighters. They made the offer, and he said. I think I got something with these Foo Fighters. Can you imagine if he was just like, hell yeah, I'll yeah. jump for Tom Petty? Dude, I'd love to see, I know it's a little late in life, but I'd love to see the Rolling Stones reinvent themselves as a reggae group and hire a steel drum player. I could definitely see reggae versions of some of the Rolling Stones song. In fact, I'm going to look up Rolling Stones Reggae. Rolling Stones Reggae Station. I'm going to do some research on this. Okay. John's Joints, where John reads news stories, underneath which I will play lullaby versions of popular songs. Your job is to identify those songs. Now, John, he's going to tell us a little something about the sponsorship of these joints. John? John's Joints being brought to you by Medi Weight Loss. This is the medically supervised program that can keep you accountable, and it can be that way you're looking for. That doesn't make sense, does it? That way you're looking for? It could be that way you're looking for. To lose the weight you never thought you could. Yeah. It sounds good to me. Uh, if, If you just have always struggled to lose those extra LBs, Medi Weight Loss is the way to go because when you go in every week and you meet with the doctor, there's no guesswork involved. It's, hey, here's what's going on with your body and here's what you need to do to lose weight. And then rather than just being thrown out there to do it on your own, you come back the next week. You see your progress. You're motivated to lose even more weight. That's what Medi Weight Loss does. That's why it is so helpful for stubborn weight that you never thought you could lose. And they want to give bone listeners a free assessment. Go to startmedi.com slash 1025. It is startmedi.com slash or you can call 877-MED-LOSS. Now, they do accept some insurances, so make the call and find out if they accept yours. Also, let them know you heard John Senning talking about it. On Nice. Afghanistan, still a thing, uh, still a major talking point, still things percolating on a daily basis. Uh, The Taliban is demanding that all foreign troops be out of the country by August 31st. It is now banning Afghans from entering the Kabul airport to board evacuation flights. We touched on this before we were talking about it. The Taliban's new approach is we're not that bad. 
And, and I think it's way more dangerous than just being outrightly honest with your evil because they're saying, hey, stay. We we are not in favor of, of you leaving because we need you to, uh, yeah. to, to to be here to help us rebuild our country. And, and we're going to promise your safety. Meanwhile, they're executing the brother of, tra- of translators who helped the U.S. Yeah, I mean, there are reports of and, and I also... I don't. It's hard for the real news to be reported in the United States of America. So I do wonder about all of the different stories. Uh, I saw one in the New York Post today that they were beheading people or killing people on the site on site if they were wearing Western-inspired clothing. So how much of these terrible stories are actually taking place, we don't know. But I don't think we're. It's too much of a reach to accept that the Taliban does not have everybody's best interest in mind and that it's not going to be uh, peaceful. Or they just don't like Jordash jeans very much. Well, that, you know, I'm a, I can understand that. Who does? Uh, the group's spokesman, bear with me, Zaba Hulia Mujahid, uh, said in a press conference Tuesday that only foreigners will be allowed into the airport from now on as the U.S. and its allies ramp up Evacuations. The Taliban warned they would take over airport security in Kabul, which the U.S. currently holds after the deadline. Also saying that the crowds of desperate Afghans trying to uh, evacuate and flights uh, should return to their homes and that the Taliban will guarantee their security. So this is made for a very interesting debacle with our president and what they're saying at the White House based on the people that want out immediately. So I've got a couple pieces of audio, one from yesterday, one from today of Jen Psaki, because I mean, you can love the president or not. The man's not answering questions. That's all there is to it. She's the one answering questions. And she seemed to be somewhat offended uh, that Peter Ducey from Fox News insinuated that there are Americans stranded in Afghanistan. Does the president have a sense that most of the criticism is not of leaving Afghanistan, it's the way that he has ordered it to happen, by pulling the troops before getting these Americans who are now stranded. Does he have a sense of that? First of all, I think it's irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. They are not. We are committed to bringing Americans who want to come home home. We are in touch with them via phone, via text, via email, via any way that we can possibly reach Americans to get them home if they want to return home. There are no Americans stranded is the White House's official position on what's happening in Afghanistan. Right? I'm just calling you out for saying that we are stranding Americans in Afghanistan when I said, when we have been very clear that we are not leaving Americans who want to return home. We are going to bring them home. And I think that's important for the American public to hear and understand. So, I mean, I don't want to mince words here, but if you're an American in Afghanistan right now, and you know soon enough, uh, in about six days, the Taliban is going to start killing everybody or at least doing terrible things and making it so you can't get out, what other word are they comfortable with using other than stranded? Yeah, temporarily stuck, maybe. I get where stranded might be a buzzword for her. And it's not like just by saying they're stranded right now, it's saying you're turning your back on them. But as of right now, they want to get out. They cannot get out. They are stranded. So it's it, there, there's more to the story. Jen oh. Saki is actually uh, speaking as we speak, and uh, Peter Ducey followed up yesterday's question, and they revisited it uh, moments oh. ago. And I know that you said yesterday it's irresponsible to say that Americans are stranded in Afghanistan right now. What do you say to the American citizen in Kabul that uh, Fox spoke to this morning 
her name is, she's going by uh, Fatima. She says, we are stranded at home for four days, three days. We didn't hear anything from anywhere, and they're saying to go to the airport, but we're not being given clear guidance. Our emails are getting ignored. Well, why don't I convey to you exactly what we are doing? And I think what's important to note that I also said yesterday in the full context of my answer, which I put out today, uh, was that uh, we are committed to bringing Americans home who want to leave, and that is the president's commitment. We are So let me explain to you how our process works. And there have been some very good questions, including from you and from others, about this. Uh, one, as we've said, uh, this is a dynamic number. Uh, we're working hour by hour to refine and make it precise. Understand your desire and interest in having an exact number of American citizens on the ground, and the State Department, I expect, will have an exact update on that tomorrow. So in, in the actual numbers, at least NBC is reporting that currently uh, there's somewhere possibly around 7,000 Americans in Afghanistan still. So but I they're mean, not stranded, right? But I mean, it, if you're if I hate to say this, if you're in Afghanistan and you're an American right now and you haven't been picked up yet, you are stranded. So I again, I'm not going to pretend to know a lot about this situation. Just the deadline really concerns and kind of scares me because everyone's saying, hey, Joe, ask for more time. Everybody in the G7. And Joe seems to be saying, they're telling me I got to get them all out by the end of August. So I'm going to try to do that. Of course, you want to try to get them out while the Taliban wants them out. Yeah, it is. It's really sinking in. And, you know, we've we really have have tried to open up the lines and and put ourselves in the shoes of of uh men and women that that fought over there uh one of my best friends who I saw from over the weekend uh spent a substantial time in Afghanistan and kind of picking his brain when you hear them say you got to be out by the 31st it almost just makes your it just blows your mind this place that we spent two decades trying to help and here we are in six days, they're saying, you and your people better be out of here. Right. I mean, they're kind of sunning us. They're kind of saying, listen up, bitch boys. It, you got to get out. Yeah, you, yeah, you know, yeah. you did this. You left, and we're going to make sure you're gone. And if you're not, it's not going to be pretty. To think that we've come so far in a span of a few weeks for them to say, pack your stuff and get out or else, is yeah. it's, it's hard to wrap your head around. It, what is also hard to wrap your head around to me is if you knew this was coming for so long, how was there not a more thorough plan to get yeah. Americans out before pulling out our troops? Well, and I and I also say all of that as somebody who doesn't think that we need to be there anymore. Right. You know, I don't want to see any more Americans die, and I definitely don't want to see them die in the next ten days. No. When when you know if because what what do they do? So let's say that that comes up, and there are Americans there that haven't gotten out yet for whatever reason. What happens to them? And is there is is it possible for that to end well? Uh, it's possible. Is it probable? I don't know. Is it the new and improved Taliban? The peaceful Taliban. Yeah. Uh, going to prison or being locked up, uh, for any amount of time for a crime you didn't commit should haunt your nightmares. We, we talked about the guy, uh, not that long ago that was put into an insane asylum, uh, pretty much wrongly and drugged for years upon years, just on a case of mistaken identity. This is a little different than that. But a Tampa man is walking free 30 years after being wrongly identified in a robbery case. Tony Hopps' conviction was overturned by a judge Monday after an investigation by Hillsborough County State Attorney Andrew Warren found major problems with how the case was handled. It's a day more than three decades in the making, and one Hopps and his family weren't sure would ever come. 
it was just amazing because he gave a long embrace to his sister-in-law, which is, uh, you know, symbolic of the long struggle. Uh, that's coming from the Innocence Project of Florida Executive Director Seth Miller. Hops was sentenced to life in prison for armed robbery. Sometimes sentences just blow my mind. Yeah. When you can when you can know of people that murdered someone, shot someone, do 10, 15 years, and then, albeit it's an armed robbery, right. spending life in prison. He was accused of holding up an elderly couple at the Tahitian Inn back in January of 1990. His conviction largely hinged on a photo lineup. Uh, the identification was incredibly flawed, both the way they prepared it and the way it was administered. That's coming from Miller. In it, Hops stood out as the only suspect pictured with a mustache, which matched the perpetrator's description. However, at the time of the crime, Hops had a beard, which meant police had shown the victims a dated photo. That likely led to a misidentification. Oh, my God. Secondly, there was other evidence that came out that that corroborated an alibi that the suspect had, which meant that it was impossible for him to be at the scene of the crime. Warren and his team, including supervising attorney Teresa Hall, helped uncover the new evidence through the office's conviction review unit, which is dedicated to finding and removing wrongful convictions. You say that happened at the Tahitian Inn? Yeah. That's where they have uh, Patch's place now. That's like in the Tahitian Inn. Where is that? On Dale Mabry, uh, right by 275. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, delicious breakfast and lunch. Hi, everybody. Um, there's a story very similar to this, John, that's on uh, a Keith Morrison version of Dateline on the podcast, which he he's the best, dude. I mean, he's so dramatic. A guy, because of wrongful DNA, served 20-something years for a crime he did not commit, but he gave a false confession. That That is very... I don't get it. It's just weird, but I also don't know what it's like. Uh, there's there's major drama going on in Lapeer right now because of this girl that was killed and this kid, her boyfriend, admitted to it. And they're pretty much saying that it's these confessions coerced or however they're just not legit where you get somebody in there for four, five, six hours and, and they feel as if their only way out is to tell you what you're telling them to tell you. Oh. And, and I... I it's hard to believe how you could admit to a crime you didn't commit. Yeah. That being said, I don't know what the human brain does when you're locked in a room being badgered for hours on end, being told you did something, and being told the only w- chance you have of going home is to tell them the story that they want to hear. And a lot of times, and what happened in this case that I've been reading about from up north, they made up the story. They made up the story and then start repeating it, repeating it, repeating it, repeating it. And then they say, is that what happened? Is that is that what happened? You found her. You found her dead. Or you know what I mean? They, yeah. they And then you, you had almost, your hands on her, didn't you? Exactly. Yes. You start believing right. the, the, the lies you, that they've created. Oh, man. So it's, it's a mess. But out of all the things to be scared of in this world, some are more likely than others. Going to prison for a long period of time for something you didn't commit is so scary because what happens when the bar is closed and you know there's really no more hope but i don't know how you make it a day past that how, how you get up in the morning now let alone 30 years Ugh. <sighs> andrew cuomo disgraced new york governor andrew cuomo responded late monday following a report that he tried to give his dog captain away during his final days in office the albany times union reported citing two state police sources that Cuomo left the dog behind at the executive mansion before he stayed with one of his sisters in Westchester last week. 
Cuomo asked Manchin staffers to take captain, and one volunteered, but the dog, which does have a history of biting people, was returned to the mansion just a few days later. The governor, who officially resigned at 11.59 p.m., denied the claims on Twitter. Some people just can't get the facts straight, Cuomo tweeted. Yes, I was downstate monitoring storm response for a few days, but Captain and I are a man and his dog. He is part of the family, and that's the way it always will be. How do you believe this guy now? I don't know. I mean, I, I mean do, he did a lot of bad things, but I think you really do get a deeper peek into someone's soul if they just leave the dog behind and go... Hey, anybody here? Uh, anybody here want to keep the dog? It's a big, beautiful dog. Too. It is, but the, the, so I read the full thing from the uh, uh, from the Albany Times. This dog is a terror, and I don't know. I would think when you've got when you're at that level, you can have somebody work with it. But you know, I don't know what's going on with these uh, with, with these Dems, these libs, and they can't take care of their dogs. I mean, you got Joe Biden's running around like Cujo, biting people over the White House. You got poor Captain attacking people and being left behind to starve. There's clearly a pattern here. You're right. I think we, if you're a registered Democrat, we should take away your animals. Okay. Well, that's a little too far. Well, you know, for some. Uh, the world's first 3D printed Wagyu beef, and I know you're a Wagyu beef man. Yeah. Has been revealed by scientists who say it has marbling just like the real thing and is grown from stem cells in the lab. Uh, most cultured meat produced so far has come out like mincemeat rather than steak, composed of simple muscle fibers rather than more complex structures. However, steaks, particularly from the delicate Wagyu beef, contain fat, muscle, and blood vessels in an intricate structure producing that thick marbling effect. Oh. And that is what the team from Osaka University was able to replicate using a 3D printing technique. This work may help usher in more sustainable future with widely available cultured meat that is closer to existing products. Uh, the team gave no indication on eventual cost or producing the steaks, uh, you know, widely. Stem cells. Yeah. So, so it's I mean, real. I mean, technically, it's, it's meat. It is meat. I'd try it. I mean, A5 Wagyu is delicious. I, I, I have to wonder, does that mean that if they can do this, that that the average man can get his Wagyu beef, uh, you know, not at ridiculous prices? Uh, or it, since it comes from the stem cell of the real beef, do you still keep it at that price? I, I think it's a lower price point, but still not like a Delmonico price point. No, not like thirteen ninety nine for the no, A5. No, you're not, you're not going to pay ribeye pricing. You, you can, even if they would, what if this could just get it to where they'll start carrying it at Publix? Because currently <laughs> I don't believe that Publix has the Wagyu. They don't. But just, I can see it Wagyu and then a little parentheses 3D printed. Damn, that's a, if you tell people it's 3D printed, that makes it seem very unsavory. It, re it really does. Uh, in a story I am still trying to wrap my head around. I'm not a scientist. We say we're not professionals often. But this is something I didn't know was, was, was possible when it comes to battling COVID and oxygen. The mayor of Orlando is asking residents to conserve water as the surge in COVID-19 cases has caused a liquid oxygen shortage. Due to the continued surge of COVID-19 nationally and in the city of Orlando, OUC is experiencing an unprecedented event and needs the community's assistance. That's coming from Mayor Buddy Dyer. The mayor said the liquid oxygen used in hospitals for COVID-19 patients comes from the same supply of liquid oxygen used to treat the city's water supply. It is... And, and I know that we're surging unlike any other places. I'm just kind of surprised we haven't heard 
just a peep about this happening anywhere else through the entire COVID uh, pandemic. No, and then they used a very Buddy-like photo of Buddy Dyer, where he's just like, hey, we hey, got an hey, hey, he looks like a Buddy. Uh, Orlando's Utilities Commission Chief Customer and Marketing Officer Linda Ferroni said the city is already low on liquid oxygen as it gets normally 10 containers per week, but it is limited to five containers due to the nationwide oxygen shortage. Residents have been asked to limit water use as there might not be enough liquid oxygen to treat all the water needed at the city's current consumption levels. So Buddy Dyer saying if this doesn't get under control, uh, there could be uh, water boil uh, or boil water ordinances in effect uh, for people in Orlando. So you want to talk about the covid uh, pandemic hitting people in ways that maybe they didn't expect. If the water coming out of your faucet is no longer good because of covid. Uh, that that seems kind of uh, unprecedented. I haven't heard of that happening anywhere else around the country. Uh uh-uh. So you're in the hospital. You're you're uh, in ICU. Uh, it's probably you, you know you're on a ventilator. It's got to be one of the worst moments in your life. You're fighting for your life. So you think to yourself, how can this moment get any worse? I'm lying in this hospital bed, dying. What could happen? That make it any worse. Cockroaches swarm and start attacking you and defecating all over you. It's worse than that. A faulty, and this took place in Knoxville, Tennessee. A faulty waste pipe connection led to a downpour of human waste on an intensive care patient, his mother, and the nurses in the hospital room, according to a lawsuit against the University of Tennessee Medical Center and contractors who did remodeling work there. Patricia Gibson and Joel Patterson are seeking up to $1 million in compensation and another $1 million in punitive damages for the May 4th, 2020 incident. Uh, They're saying that a connection between two pipes was not properly sealed, causing a slow leak in the ceiling above the room, before bursting and spilling hundreds of gallons of wastewater down onto a man who was intubated at the time. He was not available or he was not able uh, to avoid the downpour of human waste. That's a downpour I want to be able to. Well, avoid. that's the thing. I mean, the, you know, you know, I would pick uh, cockroaches, uh, yeah, you know, too. defecating on me rather than than human waste. Me too. Oof. Wow. Uh, and a couple of football things real quick to wrap up. Urban Meyer and the Jaguars looked uh, Jaguars, Jaguars, uh, looked really rough last night. People are saying he's going to be faking a heart condition in no time and be out of Jacksonville. But when you hear the tale of him looking out for his team and how it's tied to breast milk, you'll say that guy looks out for his players. Huh? So Josh Allen, he's a defensive end for the Jags. And supposedly at some point early on when Urban Meyer came to town, he said, if you have any conflict, if you have any issues ever in life, we'll help you fix it. So Josh Allen and his wife, Caitlin, were at at the hospital after their baby daughter was born recently. And they were upset because the nurse um, was concerned early on with the baby's health and said, They were instructing slash ordering a specific formula that was needed to supplement the breast milk. Well, Josh Allen and his wife, Caitlin, were pushing back, pushing back and said, we don't want to give our baby formula. We only want breast milk. Well, this was getting to the point. I'm not. It doesn't say that they were going to take the kids away, but we know recently, oh, yeah. uh, supposedly a family did not that, that turned down a B12 shot had their kid taken away. So it got very ramped up. So what does Josh Allen do? He calls the coach, Urban Meyer. 
Urban Meyer gets on the phone and called the CEO of the hospital and asked for help. Meyer says, when you're the hottest guy in town, the coach of the local NFL team, you can do that. The CEO got the wheels in motion and solved the problem, and baby Allen would be breastfed exclusively. There's something really douchey. Yeah, but uh, but at the same time, like what what loyalty to your players that you're willing to stomp all over the boundaries of good taste? And not to mention, are there HIPAA law? I mean, it's either what they have to do or don't. Yeah. What is the what does a call from Urban Meyer uh, have to do with whether or not you're going to stick to it? Uh, secondly, in NFL news. Jameis Winston looked absolutely amazing last night. Oh. Uh, his numbers were insane uh, from the from the USA Today on Monday night against the Jacksonville Jags. Winston started his first NFL game in a few seasons and looked as sharp as ever. He was confident, decisive uh, in both the pre-snap phase of the play as well as the post-snap. He threw a timing, accuracy, and with a deep understanding of route concepts. Uh, Winston also took advantage of blitz situations as well as coverage. I've been saying I'm scared of him, and he's coming for us. The feud of the 2021 season, 2022 season, is going to be Tom Brady versus Jameis Winston. Mark my words, and it scares me. Uh, more disturbing news for Bucks fans. That or Ryan Suckup, their kicker, testing positive for COVID after having dinner with Titans players. He'll miss the last the, preseason the, game. The good news is, is that we're in a window right now where if they're going to get it, this is the time to get it. Yeah. Because, but, but that the other thing that's interesting – what are we to make of Brady not having to go away? Is that he's vaccinated? Because he's been at practice. So so we've got the pictures of him with with Vrabel. Mm. Everybody was under the, the impression that he wasn't vaccinated. I'm sure the same rules apply to Tom Brady that apply to everybody. <laughs> but that I also feel like Goodell's got an eye out for him. Oh yeah. So you oh, know oh, that if I you see. know that if he was right. circumventing the COVID protocol, uh, uh, that that, yeah. that that you know, because Goodell's still got a hard on for oh, him. Oh, for sure. Over to Flake, they Good hate point. each other. Yeah. Uh, Tom doesn't hate anybody. He's too perfect. No, 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 no. Uh, but Peter King sat down with Tom Brady and uh, kind of picked his brain on when and if he will ever retire. Uh, the quote, I'll know when the time's right. If I can't, if I'm not a championship-level quarterback, then I'm not going to play. If I'm a liability to the team, I mean, no way. But if I think I can win a championship, I'll be playing. And I'm all burnt up. Hi, Drew Grabo Live. How can we help you? Hey, I'd like to take a shot at the song. Yes, please. Uh, you can't always get what you want. Correct. Uh, second one was Tainted Black. Correct. Uh, and the third one, God, is just a guess. Uh, uh, I can't get no satisfaction. I'm sorry. You are two out of three, my good man. Uh, what was the third one? Oh, you'll find out. I think we got uh, we got somebody. Oh, Karma might just have regular questions. Uh, the third one was an homage to John and his uh, former pre-radio career. And uh, that was Ruby Tuesday. Oh, oh! I thought it was going to be called New Age Shooter. No, it's uh, it's uh, one of my favorite Rolling Stones songs that doubles as a place of the Great Salad Bar. Yeah, they used to play that so much in Ruby Tuesday. By the way, it oh, was, I it was bet. always on repeat. Uh, Bono actually sang that at the end of uh, their song "Bad" at Live Aid. He did a little symphony, uh, sympathy for the devil, and then uh, he did uh, he did a little sing along with Ruby uh, Tuesday. Fun fact. Uh, coming up next, as gun owners. Well, let's let's find out what Carmine wants. Carmine, what you got, dude? Hey, fellas, I had two questions. I understand uh, the Americans stuck in Afghanistan, not stranded, of course. Mm. 
But uh, if uh, there was supposed to be some death and destruction, mm. one, would we wind up having to go back there? Ugh. And the other question was, when somebody does go into jail or prison for 20 years and wrongfully accused, how come there's never any compensation for that person? Not never. Sometimes they are able to recoup some uh, some money, but even a million dollars, in my opinion, doesn't begin yeah. to compensate for the emotional trauma of the things that you endured in there. Uh as a gun owner and advocate for the Second Amendment, I'm still not sure how I feel about this next story and a proposed change to our gun laws. We'll figure it out together next on Drew Garabo Live. You're listening to Drew Garabo Live on 102.5 The For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.